Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 584 of the Talking Metal Podcast. John Astronomy coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft, Jersey City. John, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Back on Skype again. Yeah, yeah, this is great. And uh, we've been experimenting with the the video features right now. And we're just doing some uh, recording where we were videoing it and saving it. And it kind of is inspiring me right now to think we should get our Talking Metal YouTube page up and running again. That would be great. Because, you know, there's like, we got like three, I think 3,500 followers. Wow. And I just found out that if you have 5,000 followers and you happen to live in the New York area, you can get free edit facility space through the youtube offices in midtown manhattan oh Isn't wow that crazy we, we, yeah, that sounds great yeah. well we definitely we got to get it up to five thousand then yeah i bet yeah. we can do it well considering that we we have that many followers on youtube and we have put like next to nothing up in the last you know year or so i would think right. we could definitely uh get something like that going and the cool thing that would be too like we could actually interview somebody on skype and have them have their camera on and post that, which I think people would find that to be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, video. I know I would. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. I'd watch it. Yeah, like I just got this uh, smart, it's a Samsung LED TV, smart Samsung TV. Really not that expensive, like 300 bucks, a little over when, when you add in all the extra equipment I had to buy with it. But um, I sat in bed the last night just watching YouTube on my you know big HD high TV. def yeah, Sam Dunn really cool. now has a banger TV going where he's posting just these beautiful looking videos where he is, you know, releasing old archival interviews with like Lemmy and then he's doing album reviews and, you know, it, they get like 10,000 views right off the bat. And I was thinking we got to we really have to uh, put some time into our YouTube page because that's I really think the future of television right there. Yeah, you know, I agree. I was watching YouTube on my just regular TV today through Apple TV. Uh, which was cool, but I'd like to get something like you got, like which is a smart TV that can do all that without right the extra contraptions. Right, right, yeah, definitely cool. 
So, John, um, were you just out on a cruise? Is that where you were? Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lynn and I not the Def the, Leppard cruise, not which the sounds Def like Leopard there were some cruise. major no, issues was, on that, crazy. which we can talk about. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Lynn and I went on the Rock Legends cruise, Lynn, my girlfriend, and it was, of course, with Ace Frehley, and he was one of the various artists that played on the cruise. Uh, some of the big names were Peter Frampton, Greg Allman, Grand Funk Railroad, the Outlaws, uh, Steppenwolf. Uh, it was very cool. Wow, great lineup. Yeah. A lot of other great guys, like Randy Bachman, uh, Rick Emmett. Uh, and it, what was pretty cool about this is that, you know, there's not like, uh, unlike the Kiss Cruise, which I think that Kiss has like a specific part of the boat, like just for them, and then all the other, you know, the, the fans are in a separate part of the boat. This cruise, everybody's just all together. I mean, there might be like a floor where you've got your your top people or a couple of floors. But in general, you could just be walking down the hallway and somebody like Rick Emmett will walk by or Greg Allman will walk by. And it's really cool. It's like very cool. Now, is it strictly people on the boat who are fans of of the artists that you mentioned? Or is is there a mix of other people who might just be on the cruise that are not part of the, the rock thing? Yeah, that was a great question. I was wondering the same thing. In this particular cruise, it was all people who were there for the Rock Legends cruise, not That's good. just some normal people who were on the boat. Yeah, because I've heard some of these cruises, they will open it up to people who aren't a part of the, the whole rock scene, and it becomes awkward. You're like, you know, there's some guy at dinner in his three-piece suit and, you know, uh, <laughs> sitting there looking to, uh, you know, um, enjoy some steak and, and uh, you know, uh, some... Broadway style show afterwards, and then you have the uh, you know right next to him uh, some people sitting there in like you know rock shirts and and they're yeah. headbang. So so right, I right, yeah right. yeah so I I would if I'm gonna go on one of them, which I've thought about, uh, I I definitely want to make sure it's like an exclusive rock thing. Proof. And is it is it something you I mean you recommend going like you had fun doing? Yeah, I I, I definitely recommend. I know you were working, so it's a different yeah. vibe, but. Right. Yeah. When I'm on these cruise, like when I'm on any kind of an ace gig, first cruise, uh, I'm working literally 24 hours a day, you know, the entire length of the event. But um, I still had some fun and it, I definitely recommend it because, for example, I mean, this was a cruise that was more like classic rock artists. But let's let's say you're on one of the metal cruises. Um, it, it's just so cool because basically the way this boat was set up, there were three different venues. There was an uh, actually there were more. There were like five different venues, but three different primary venues. There was an uh, on top of the deck stage, which was like outdoors. Then there was a theater, kind of like a beacon theater style place, made without a balcony, but uh, pretty cool. And then um, there was uh, a room that was kind of like. I believe it or not, I think they used it as an ice skating area, but it w it looked like it didn't look like an arena. It looked more like a club, but a big club, you know, that could hold like a you know a thousand or two thousand people, kind of like an Irving Plaza. If you guys are from New York, you would know what that is, and and that was really cool. So Ace played gigs in those three different venues, and then there were there was a case where is if if you were an Ace fan and you were at the gig, the first gig was outdoors and it was so windy that we had to cut the show short. And uh, some of the like the, the next night, I think they even had to cancel some of the outdoor gigs and then they would then have to move all the bands. And, and some of the bands would move into a fourth or fifth venue that was a little bit smaller than the three primary venues. But it was it was fun. Just picture like, for example, you could have been watching 
like the first three songs of Ace, you could then take a walk, you know, 20 feet away and watch Peter Frampton. And then you could take an elevator up to the top and watch a Greg Allman all within an hour period. It's really cool. Wow. And where it was out of Florida or? Yeah, it left out of Fort Lauderdale and it went to Turks and Caicos, which uh, oh, okay. I posted a picture on a Facebook page of uh, Lynn and I standing out there. And it was really funny. It's like we walked off the boat with Bruce Kulick, uh, who was there, of course, playing with Grand Funk Railroad. And uh, he posted this really funny comment that a lot of people posted funny comments uh, because I was wearing a suit, which I always wear with Ace. And they were saying the only guy in a suit like on Turks and Caicos. Right. It was really funny. And, um but uh, Bruce was great, and we got to see Grand Funk. One day, like, we all went to, to Ace, and, and me went to see Bruce's band, and then uh, Bruce and his uh, wife, who's really cool, uh, came to see Ace play. So it was a very, very cool event, and uh, I definitely recommend it for everybody. It's just, it's just like your picture, you're walking around, and, like, you're just hanging with everybody, both fans and the artists, and right. you know, you, you'll definitely meet uh, the artists. Lynn just handed me a piece of paper, and here was a very cool thing. I'm glad she mentioned it. Orianti was was yes. on the cruise. Oh, right. And uh, she she played. I got to see her play with the with Greg Allman's band. She jumped up, did a rare uh, thing where he had uh, you know a special guest. It was her. Uh, Lynn watched a whole Orianti concert by herself. Uh, she was like literally right up front, like Orianti is like playing guitar right to her. Um, Lynn has, a, you know, taped it with her iPhone. And then uh, when we were all leaving, uh, all the artists were in like a special area waiting to get off the ship. And, uh, I, you know, I told Orianti I really liked her uh, performance and she was real cool. But that's how it is. Everybody just is like you can. And here's the crazier thing. There was. You could meet anyone you want. Every artist had their own meet and greet, and wow. it wasn't like this thing where you had to pay like a thousand bucks. Right, it was all free. Like if you if you um got on that cruise, you could meet whoever you wanted. You know, like I mean, if there was like a twenty hour line, maybe you couldn't. But for most of the artists, um, it seemed like you could meet them, and uh, it's just it's a really cool, fun vibe. Right. Yeah. So the artists are accessible. You you have a chance to meet them. You have a lot of great music choices. Um, the, uh, you know, speaking of cruises, I was considering going on the, the Def Leppard cruise. I, uh, we ended up not going, but, uh, sadly, I think we, we should mention, uh, at this point, it's a, it's a few weeks old, but on the cruise, very sadly, uh, the great Jimmy Bain who played on all those classic, uh, Dio records, uh, passed away on the cruise That's and, so uh, terrible. yeah, just, just a, a very sad thing for people who are a fan of Rainbow or Dio or, I mean, there's so many things that he, he worked on, so much great stuff. And I just wanted to at least once again mention the, the passing of Jimmy Bain. I got to meet Jimmy back in 1986, 30 years ago, at a in-store record signing in Melrose Park, Illinois, I have the Dio Intermission EP, which for some reason is not on Spotify or iTunes, signed by by Jimmy and the rest of the band, and uh, I have a poster signed by all of them too. And uh, just so sad to think that of the the classic Dio band, you know, now now two of the the main guys are are gone. Of course, Ronnie James Dio and and Jimmy Bain. Do you ever have any run-ins with with Jimmy through the years, John? No, I I didn't, but I always loved Dio and the members of his band. There were there were bands that I knew 
who the members were, and then there were a lot of bands that I liked where I, I might not have been able to name all the members. But Jimmy Bain was, and I swear to God, I'm not just saying this because he happened to pass away. He was one of the guys where I, you know, back when I was in high school, I knew exactly who he is. I knew his history, and I always really respected Jimmy Bain. And a weird thing happened is that I was, there was a, uh, like a car service company that we were using in Fort Lauderdale. And we had gotten off the ship, and we got back into the same car with same driver, even actually. And and uh, he told me something happened on the Def Leppard cruise, and somebody passed away. And I'm like, I, I can't believe that that would be true. And and <laughs> you know, I looked up, and it was so it, it had happened, like it must have just happened. But he knew because he drives between Fort Lauderdale and Miami, and that's where that Def Leppard cruise left from, Miami. And, and then, sure enough, he was right, and it was such a tragedy. Now, here's, here's why it is even worse. To, like, to get on one of these boats, it's such a... I mean, it's terrible that somebody passed away, but it's, it's, it's like a kind of a little production to get, to get on one of these cruises. And, to, uh, I mean, even if you're not trying to tour manage like I was, it's, you know, it's like a big deal getting on, and it's a, like a... You got to passports, and it's it's harder than getting on an airplane. And and um, and poor Jimmy Bain, you know, just thinking he's going to go do another gig, and he has to go through all this gear, get on, you know, get ready to play, and then and then this, like, I mean, it's just terrible. Yeah, it's 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 so sad. And I, I will I will say this, you know, Jim, the one thing I always thought about Jimmy Bain and Vinnie Appice when you put those two guys together as a rhythm section whether it was with you know Dio or or this new Last in Line project with Vivian Campbell or even back to World War 3 remember Mandy Lyon and World yeah. War 3 Jimmy Bain and Vinnie Appice you they had such a distinctive sound as a unit as a rhythm section that has never really ever been duplicated by anybody and I don't think could be duplicated because so much of those two personalities, Jimmy Bain and Vin, Vinnie Appice coming together to, to form just such a distinct, distinct sound. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah he, he'll be, uh, truly missed. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I was reminiscing about all the stuff, the, the Dio era stuff that he did that meant so much to me. And it wasn't until like a week ago that I was like, Oh yeah. And he did, you know, the world war three record too, with, with Mandy Lyon, which is, just a, uh, a a great fun listen. Um, so yeah, on that note, maybe we should get into a little uh, old school Dio. Maybe you want to pick a song, John. Anything you want to hear? Yeah, let's let's get into a song that uh, everybody's got to know. Uh, and the reason I'm picking it is that I just love the music video. Last in line. Let's check right. that out. Yeah, with the elevator. <laughs> yeah, down the great stuff. Here it is, little last in line from. Dio featuring Jimmy Bain on bass.
What you just heard was The Last in Line by Dio, a song that was actually written by Jimmy Bain, Vivian Campbell, and Monty James Dio. Great stuff there. Great pick. Uh, yeah, one of, one of his more popular songs, but, but absolutely one of his best songs, too, as far as Dio goes. It's such a great, great song. Yeah. Hey, Mark, you, you would remember this. Was Dio on Rock Palace? Am I remembering yeah, that correctly? I believe, I believe he... Yes, he was, and I believe it was before The Last in Line came out, because I... I I believe he did stand up and shout rainbow in the dark and then a medley of man on the silver mountain yeah, possibly right. mixed with heaven and hell if, if yeah, I, remember. I think yeah. i think you're right because i remember man on a silver mountain and and that that's probably one of the reasons that i remember jimmy bain and dio so much is because before uh mtv was available in my area rock palace was like my favorite show and one of the only places that i could see not only live music, but just any kind of music on TV. 
Right. Absolutely. So, John, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, Guns N' Roses. One of the things yeah. that put this podcast on the map and people still talk about it to this day is, is you know, our Chinese democracy stakeouts yeah. and uh, all that fun, yeah. goofy stuff that, was that we great. did way back I, I, in the day. I still love to go down to the meatpacking district area where Sanctuary Records had their headquarters and... What's the mastering studio that we went to? Yeah, uh, Merck, the manager of Guns N' Roses, yeah. was part of Sanctuary Records. Uh, uh, that was uh, oh, jeez, what was that mastering studio? But Bob it was literally Ludwig in the same. At... Yeah, it was literally the same building, right? Um, right, right. It was just like down the hall. Yeah, and we went in there, and we were like, we would like to know if Chinese democracy is being mastered. <laughs> yeah. It was great. We went across the street yeah. from the Sanctuary Management, Sanctuary Records office, and there was like this place that was called the Lobster Place, and we're like, does Axl Rose ever come in here to get yeah. like seafood? And it was really funny. We had such yeah. a great- Homestead Steakhouse. Home Steakhouse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did something yeah. right out. There's some photos available of us standing outside the old Homestead Steakhouse, which is a great steakhouse, by the way. Yeah. And uh, we just had such a great time. Uh, so- you sent me a link to a video. Yeah, so so last night, um, the unreleased video to Better uh, appeared online, and uh, it's it's just interesting timing, you know, because right now there's obviously stuff going on behind the scenes with rehearsal and and all sorts of stuff. There's five shows um, officially announced. Uh, there is. April 8th, which I bought tickets for in Las Vegas, uh, April 9th in Las Vegas. Then uh, a few weeks later, there's the Co two Coachella shows and somewhere in there in the middle of there, there's a, a show in Mexico or maybe it's after Coachella. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting timing because there's been a lot of speculation uh, among the hard. I call it the hardcore fan base as to who is in this band, because the only right. You know, there are different people who claim they know or websites that have put things up. But honestly, the only thing that we officially know at this point, guys, is three people, Duff slash Axel. We don't know who the drummer is officially. People have guessed it's Frank because people have wished him good luck on his Facebook page. Uh, other people are thinking that you know Sorum or 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 Adler will maybe appear. Uh, we we don't know. There's been no announcement, and I can I, I I wanted to throw this out at you, John. I I don't think there will be an announcement. Right. Yeah, I don't think so either. You know. You know. You remember back in 2006 when 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 we saw them for the uh, with we were together at that show, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where, the, mm -hmm. where Bumblefoot came out on stage right. for the first time, there was no announcement that Bumblefoot right. was going to be in the band. Right. And I, I think this time around, you know, the, 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 the image, the profile of Guns N' Roses is now a lot higher being that Duff and Slash are back in the fold. And right. I think, honestly, this is my take and it's no disrespect to guys in the band who John and I are even friendly with, and, and we love like like Frank and Chris Pittman, but I don't think they want to announce that because I think if there was some big official announcement saying you know Slash Duff and Axel and you know they've already put that announcement out, and then another official announcement that said oh and and the rest of the band is Chris Pittman, Frank Ferrer, Richard Fortas, that the average soccer mom in Ohio or in Texas somewhere is going to go who. You know, and right. I don't think 
it's it's gonna. I think the promoters are probably a lot of people in the management and the promotion of 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 these shows. We're assuming this is assuming there's going to be more shows than just these five. Are probably recognize that, and and I think the marketing of it needs to be about these three guys and only right. these three guys. And quite frankly, if I was in charge of marketing for it, I would say don't put out a release. I mean. We'll right. know after the first show. If the first show is on the eighth, you'll know because I'll be at the show tweeting it out. You know, but yeah, uh, but but yeah, but but in the big scheme of things, I think um, you know Chris Pittman hinted on his Facebook page that he's been told not to talk about anything anymore, and I and he even pulled back saying, you know, he may or may not be involved, you know, or something to that, right, implying right. that. And I think he probably is going to be involved. I don't have any inside knowledge. That's just a guess. But I, I really think that that the marketing of this show, unless somebody from the classic uh, days jumps into the fold, like if if let's say Sorum does become the the drummer, that is a face. And and even though he wasn't on Appetite for Destruction, he was in all those iconic videos seen by right. millions and millions of people. That is a face that. That again, the average person who's not on my GNR forum or here today gone to hell looking at the message boards, the average person might perk up and say, "Oh, that's cool." You know, I, right. I remember Matt Sorum. You know, these are people that aren't on Blabbermouth every day that that are more of the the nostalgic fan, I'll call them. You know, who just love Guns and Roses. They, you know, they hear Guns and Roses on the radio, and they haven't seen Guns and Roses since you know the nineties and uh, they're, they're going to get excited about these original guys being together again on stage. And I think that's going to be the, the marketing angle for this. Right. right. So yeah, I don't think it's necessary to do a second announcement just to announce everybody else, because the big news, no offense to the other guys who we absolutely love, uh, is that Axel slash and Duff are getting back together. Right. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's what it. promoters want. Uh, and that's all that is needed to hype this to the max. And and believe me, this is a big deal. It's a huge yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And and again, no disrespect towards the guys in the band that we love, but but you know, going and making a big, trying to make a big deal out of some of these other players who aren't a list rock stars like Axel Slash and and and. Stuff. And when I say A-listers, I'm ta- not talking anything about musical talent or anything like that. I'm talking about guys you see on American Idol sitting in, you know, or 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 who are who are main so mainstream that that your grandma knows who they are. You know right, th- right. that uh, I, I just think that that, that that's going to be the marketing angle, and quite frankly, that's what should be the marketing angle. And so the hardcore fans who are actually you know like myself who are actually curious to well, is Chris Pittman in? Is uh, you know Richard Fortas in? I think we're probably just going to have to hang tight until that first show on right. August eighth, which again, my wife and I are flying out to that see. That is so cool. That uh, is great. And uh, paid an arm and a leg for for tickets, but it should it should be worth it. And we're just going to party it up for forty eight so cool. hours. Yeah, That's so you cool. should come. Yeah, Mark, I'd absolutely love to come to one of those GNR shows, but I'm going to be tour managing Ace, who is uh, going back out on tour. Uh, February 26th, starting in Houston at the Scout Bar, very cool place. Uh, going through March 6th, Las Vegas, Brooklyn Bowl. Uh, then resuming April 1st through April 16th, 
in Poughkeepsie, New York. So, oh, so you'll I'm, be out there in March. Yeah, I'll be out there. Here's what's weird with me is that I also work a full-time job, and, and this is a lot of tour dates, and uh, there's no way that I'm going to be able to uh, be present at everyone. I'm still going to tour manage uh, it, but uh, I'm going to uh, fly out for uh, select dates on this. Okay. Um, and right. uh, so April 8th, I'm not even sure where I'm going to be yet, but uh, uh, that... Uh, it won't be in Las Vegas at the gun show. Gun show, yes. <laughs> now, I, I would love to right. be there, uh, but uh, I, I'm sure I won't be there in that gig. But I would definitely love to go to one of the Guns N' Roses shows. I'm sure, I am thinking that there are going to be more than these five shows. Yeah, and, there's got to uh, be. Uh, I will definitely be at more than one of them, the other Absolutely. shows, for sure. Absolutely. And guys, I know it's a ways off, but uh, stay tuned to the Talking Metal Twitter account on April 8th, assuming that that is the first uh, show out of the out of the gate here. I will be uh, live tweeting from from the show in in Las Vegas uh, with all the details. Uh, all right, so let's maybe hit a, a gun song here. If you want to do like a classic from the old days or yeah, a newer one. What do you want to do? You know, I was gonna say let's. Can we do two? Can we do two songs? Yeah, a twofer. Twofer. Okay. Why two don't we Tuesday. start out? Why don't we start out with uh, better since the video, this version of a video just was released. Yeah, on unof- I think then, it leaked unofficially, which yeah. I have I have my theories behind that, which I won't get into here. But yeah, <laughs> and then let's go into a classic. So I picked the new one better, and then you can pick the classic. One quick thing before right. you pick that classic, let's keep people in suspense for about another minute. I thought it was really cool in the video how they didn't just show the people who were in the album when the album came out they showed buckethead and they right. showed brain and i yeah, thought yeah. that was cool yeah absolutely absolutely because they were definitely a big part of that that record and it's a shame that video was never released officially because it, it's pretty cool there's like this like sh- like kind of like film video shoot type intro to it where axel pulls up in this sports car what is that a fr- uh, I, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about. This. I'm. Yeah. I love cars, but I'm not an expert in these yeah. cool cars. Yeah, and he gets out, and and then you know, it's a lot of con. After that, it's basically concert footage, just kind of cut together. Uh, good stuff, and and a reminder uh, how great that that band was. I mean, you know, a lot of people are like, "Well, it wasn't Guns and Roses. That was just Axel's thing." Well, I mean, legally on paper, it was Guns N' Roses because Axel owns the name. And even if you don't believe it wasn't the true Guns N' Roses, whatever it was, it was good, in my opinion. Correct. Yeah, uh, I love that. Great it was, stuff. I and, love that era. And this this new era of Guns is going to be great. I mean, it's going to be huge. But I, I loved all the different versions of Guns. Absolutely. So let's get into Better right now off of Chinese Democracy. And we'll follow that up with some classic Guns N' Roses. A twofer on Talking Metal. I never wanna 
Roses, special guest co-lead vocal on that, Michael Monroe. Great stuff off the Spaghetti Incident. The I guess the last of the classic kind of Guns N' Roses lineup, although Izzy was gone at that point, and, and uh, not so long, uh, Adler was gone at that point. But um, a, a great record of covers by Guns N' Roses, and I just love that song, Ain't It Fun. I, you know, the original, I think was the Dead Boys or something, was really good, but but the Guns N' Roses, Michael Monroe version on the Spaghetti Incident, uh, out of control, just so, so good. So cool. Yeah. Hey, Mark, I, I just thought of something when you mentioned Steven Adler. Um, I had a chance to hang out with him a few months ago at a horror convention. It was in September or October, and it was in Philly. It was called the All Things That Rock Convention. 
and Steven Adler was staying in the same hotel uh, that we were staying in, and uh, Alex Grassi was there, and that uh, was really cool. And I, there's a great shot of Lynn, my girlfriend, with Steven. Maybe we can post that on the TalkingMetal.com. Yeah, send it over. We definitely will in today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com, uh, where also we will have links up to our sponsor for today's show. So, guys, check this out. It's an exclusive Talking Metal Valentine's Day offer. We're going to have this sponsor link through today's show notes. You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from adamandeve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to adamandeve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And uh, like I said before, guys, if you're a a single guy and you're bummed out about Valentine's Day that you're going to be alone, just go to adamandeve.com, use our offer code, pick up a nice DVD for yourself, you know, and and, uh, have some, uh, you know, virtual company there on, on February 14th courtesy of Talking Metal, 50% off. And uh, and there's more, guys. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit, free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, a free adult DVD to put you both in the mood. And that's not all. Definitely not. We'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special Valentine's Day offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code TALKING, T-A-L-K-I-N-G. That's TALKING, as in talking metal, at adamandeve.com. Cool. Hey, John, um, I wanted to mention, you know, a, a month or so ago, maybe less than that, there was a release put out that that metal show would not be returning to uh, VH1 Classic. And I've had numerous people kind of um, text me and email me and even put on Facebook that they're so sorry. And somebody was like, I'm so sorry you're out of work and and stuff like that. And I just wanted to say that, you know, I I worked on only season 15 of that metal show and I got to do some great stuff uh, with the online content and then was the, you know, basically oversaw the online stuff and got to host these guitar videos and, and uh, was the coordinating producer on the show, but it was a three and a half month stint and it, it ended way back in God. I don't, I'm trying to think now, May, maybe early June. I think it was May though. And uh, I, I haven't done any work for that metal show since then. And honestly, no one has the, the show was uh wrapped production on season 15. And, you know, I hate that word canceled and, and it really wasn't canceled officially when you're canceled. It's something that happens in the middle of the season when they pull the plug, it was just basically not renewed. It ran, it, it ran its course and um, as Eddie Trunk has mentioned, the the great thing that VH1 Classic has done for for those guys uh, is it has allowed the producer Jeff and and Eddie to, to kind of take the name and run with it. So um, best of luck to them. You know, I, I listen. John and I know better than anybody. It is very hard to to shop a, a, a heavy metal TV show. But those guys had a long run on on VH1 Classic. They have a lot of friends in the industry. And, uh, you know, I I wish them the best with it. Um, 
and again, it's not my thing. I was only involved, you know, for the the final season, season fourteen. I may have said fifteen earlier. It was season fourteen, um, and uh, I, I I would love to see it resurface somewhere. I think Access would be a good home for it. Um, you know, who knows? But I I hope it resurfaces somewhere. And if it does, I would love to work on it again with those guys and. Uh, as a fan and as somebody who who believes in what what Eddie Trunk does, I I, I, I wish them the best with it, and uh, that's that. I just at least wanted to acknowledge it on the podcast, which I haven't done up until this point. Yeah, very cool, and uh, I definitely wish Eddie the best as well. And Mark, I see you have a visitor. Yeah, yeah, Har- Harrison, my son, just snuck Hello. into. Hello. <laughs> okay. That's great. Yeah. Um, and I see your drums behind you there. And yeah. right before we started playing, I had to go into uh, Emily's uh, office where she has a kit set up right down the hall from where I am. And I had to tell Harrison to stop playing the drums because I was about to start recording. So, uh, oh wow, that's that's promising news, Mark. Yeah, you'll have to give him a lesson sometime. I will definitely give him a drum lesson. Yeah, cool. All right, man. Well, what do you want? You want to play something to take us out here? Yeah, let's do a talking metal toast. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to hit this against the mic. I am drinking uh, a Sam Adams cherry wheat. This is only my second beer in three months. Here it is. Cheers. Um, To you guys. Yes. The Talking Metal and the Talking Metal fans, (sighs) Talking Metal listeners. And, uh, oh, I'm getting a phone call. I'm going to hold on for a second. Cool. Well, that's this. That's your second. What do you say? Your second. Beer? Second beer. Oh, second beer in only three months. I actually. Stopped when was drinking. the first one? The first one was yesterday. Oh. I had a chained <laughs> out beer, <laughs> and uh, right. the second one. The was third one today. might be later today. The third Sup- one could the be Super Bowl, later. right? Super Bowl. Yes. Cool. The third one will probably be later today. But yeah, yeah. You know what? And, and you know what? I discovered non-alcoholic beer, and it's really great. And there's is, there's yeah. a bunch of great brands. I brought some over to your house uh, when you had the party for the holidays. And uh, let me tell you, Beck's non-alcoholic is really good. St. Paul Girl is really good. Now, here's the deal. They're O'Doul's. Like, uh, I know Zach Wilde drinks O'Doul's. You know who also drank O'Doul's? Ville uh, from him. Yes. Uh, drank some O'Doul's. And, uh, but here's the deal. Th- those beers are great. And the, non- the ones like Beck's and some of the other ones uh, really have an even uh, better taste than, than others. And, but I had a Klosthaler Amber, and that beer is unbelievable. I, I guarantee... That there are people who could not tell the difference between that and wow, like a regular beer. Uh, it, so it's it's very cool. Hello, hey, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hitting <laughs> mute on the mic on this end because uh, my my seven year old is is joined the the talking metal party. That's great. Here, so, he could yeah. Be on. Yeah, so he's excited. We're going to watch the Super Bowl in uh, a few hours here, and we'll probably have this posted online uh, this Tuesday, so you'll be hearing this uh, in in a few days. And I always put that disclaimer on there in case there's some, like, you know, news on Guns N' Roses or whoever else we were talking about um, during the episode uh, before we post it. So there you go. John, it's great having you back in the fold. I love it. I love it. Let's – can I can I pick a tune to take us out here? Yes. Uh, all right. I, w- I wanted to go with uh, a tune by the band Clutch, which right. is uh, just a great band who I saw this summer um, in uh, at the uh, 
rock carnival here in New Jersey. And they're going to be the people who put on the rock carnival are putting on another show, which I hope to get up to at least two days of the three day festival up in the Albany, New York area. Um, it's the Rock Derby and Clutch are going to be playing as as well as Anthrax and Lamb of God and uh, Dokken and a lot of a lot of great bands. So I'm, I'm totally extreme. I think is playing too. I'm totally psyched to get up there. Uh, you should consider coming, but you may be out with Ace. I'm not Wait, sure. When is this? It's in May. It's like uh, I think early to mid May. I don't have oh, the yeah, dates. Oh yeah, sounds good. Of me. I, I, yeah. right you should now, get Ace to play there. It'd be, oh, yeah. fit in perfectly, but. Well, yeah, I'd love to be there, Mark. And uh, at the moment, it looks like I can, in fact, be there. So let's plan on it. Cool. Well, this song right now is called X-Ray Vision, and it's coming off the Psychic Warfare record. Great stuff by the band Clutch, a band that's been around forever. And I, I really only got into these guys just recently since seeing seeing them live and interviewing them at the uh, the Rock Carnival in New Jersey. And again, they'll be playing in May up in the Albany area. I don't have the dates in front of me, but the the Rock Derby, and it's going to be a a great festival going on up there. So here we go. X-Ray Vision by Clutch. John, I'll talk to you next time. Okay, Mark, enjoy the Super Bowl. You, Harrison, and the rest of the family. You want to say goodbye, Harrison? Bye. Take care, Harrison. Say bye. Bye, Talking Metal. Bye, Talking Metal. That's great. Cool. Take care, guys. Something that I did